It's time for Friday Follies, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. This podcast is a serial narrative, a story told episode by episode. Consequently, your listening journey would best be begun at the beginning. That's Jabez Flintwick, Salem Patriot, Episode 1. It is the year 2015, and life has lost all meaning. What once was up is down. What once was right is wrong. And those who dare to make a podcast which subversively reanimates the dead art of radio theater are considered dangerous criminal outcasts. Driven into exile, four pungent brigands risk their lives to broadcast from a South Seas barge crudely fashioned from the disintegrating corpse of an ancient titan and several thousand yards of cooking twine to bring you the triumph, the majesty, the sublimity of rude alchemy. Previously on Jabez Flintwick, Salem Patriot. Will n- n- no one s- sign on to the c- c- cause of liberty? <laughs> a woman. <laughs> I say she's just a plain old mute. I s- suppose she wouldn't do as a s- soldier anyway. But my name is Thorndike Proctor. I knew your grandfather, Salem's history, uh, witches, trials, hangings. Your father, John Proctor, wasn't he? Accused, hanged for a lie. A lie or cowardly dolt of a grandfather validated with a death warrant. What? Yes, we, the descendants of the accused, have been very busy this past 80 years. Hang him high, friend! Hang him high! Hello, once again, dear listeners. I hope the time since our last meeting has been as glorious for you as it has been for me. I must say, I have never been one to speak of the difficulties that exist in my life, the stress of narrating that can sometimes be too much to bear... The exhaustion that comes with keeping this whole show together, and while I can't think of anything I'd rather do with my life, I I sometimes wonder if the sinking feeling of opportunities missed, the accompanying realization that this is now all my life will ever be, and the inevitable panic that follows will ever subside for longer than just a few blissful moments. In any event, though, I I don't dwell on these hardships. I must admit, they are there, and it is for these reasons that my time at Aunt Sarah and Uncle Neville's farm has been so relaxing and peaceful. My days have been filled with leisurely walks along the river at the edge of the wood, goat-petting, swaying to and fro in my grandfather's favorite rocking chair on the porch, God rest his soul, and of course the most delicious homemade meals you could ever imagine. Why, Aunt Sarah made the most delicious apple pie the other night in the aroma of that scrumptious stuffed pastry, as it is wont to do, filled the entire house. Although, yeah, I I must admit, I, I, I don't know if it actually was delicious. I, I, it certainly smelled delicious, but wouldn't you know it? 
Uncle Neville seemed to have forgotten I was a guest in his humble abode and ate the whole damn thing himself. <laughs> oh, yeah, that lovely old man certainly is getting on in years. So who can blame him for forgetting that I have been living with him for, oh, let's see, 18 days now? Yes, hard to keep that bit of information at the forefront of one's mind. I mean, he is 64 years old, which is, what, 12 years beyond the normal life expectancy? <laughs> What's that, dear listener? It's not... Why then? That could only mean the bastard ate the damn pie with, with no thought of me at all. No, 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 no. Certainly, he wouldn't be such an inconsiderable jackass like that. I mean, <laughs> what kind of fat d***wad would eat an entire pie by himself? And surely he, he must not have heard me saying all godforsaken day how excited I was about the pie, and perhaps he was never around for those discussions. Except he was. The old geezer was sitting right there in the kitchen when I saw the pie for the first time. He heard me say how excited I was. What kind of sick son of a bitch would do such a thing? I mean, I mean, mm, I, uh, I have so little. So freaking little. That pie was everything to me. Oh, 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 no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. It's fine. I, it's fine. I just, uh, oh, oh, I've been focusing on s- so much on relaxing and staying in a peaceful mindset. There, there, are, there are things, things I, I can't remember, but they, they, they wake me. I, I keep waking in the middle of the night, drenched in sweat, my, my heart racing from a terrible dream that, that quickly slips away as I try to grasp onto some small detail, anything, and, and then the small dull pain in the side of my head. I I don't know what it is, but I I know it's something. I I I, I remember something. Someone. But what? Who? And why the f- did Uncle Neville eat the entire pie? I swear I'm not gonna get over this. I I'm really pissed about it. Mmm <sighs> Okay. Oh sorry. Sorry listeners, let's Let's get back to what's far more important than my petulant disputes with Uncle Friggin' Neville and ongoing insomnia slash amnesia. Let's get to the real good stuff. The mambo jamba. The sticky icky goo. The backstreet bromide. Episode 2 of Jabez Flintwick, Salem Patriot. Jabez Flintwick Salem Patriot is brought to you by the secret extra room in your parents' cottage. Ideal for hiding your twisted form from the naked light of day, the secret extra room in your parents' cottage will shield you from all those who would hurt you. All those who wouldn't understand. Especially that beautiful, kind girl that defended you against the schoolchildren. She will hurt you one day, too. Best to stay safe in the secret extra room in your parents' cottage.
there he hangs, dear listeners, our hero of few words, our recruiter of few recruitments, our patriot of a country that has not yet fulfilled its manifest destiny. There he hangs, dying, the life being choked out of him one desperate gasp at a time, and below his dangling feet stands his executioner. I know it hurts, my boy. I've seen many a man hang just as you do now. Many a man both deserving and undeserving of such a cruel departure from an even crueler world. I empathize, I truly do. But you must pay for the sins of your family. My father hanged as well, and I saw in his eyes the same fight I see in yours. And I knew then, looking at him, what I now know looking at you. Inevitability is a bitch. With that, Thorndyke turned to the darkened wood, where the figures sat perched on the oak wood's branches, raised his arms to them, and spoke in a bellowing but altogether different voice that sent a bolt of horror through Jabez, even as he felt the life drift out of him. Very fratraris soros at hook back to mist, vengeance care proceeded nostra erunt. Why? How? What's that, boy? Why? Why kill you now? Opportunity, I suppose. Didn't expect to see you in town tonight, but there you were in that pub selling your lies. You see, I have always known you, Jabez. I knew you before you were even born. I came to see you in the womb. Your mother carried you with such grace, such pleasure and pride. Clearly, she was not aware of the evil that had invaded her body, the legacy of death and destruction that grew inside her. I never wanted her to know the joy of being a mother, and so I cursed her to die the moment you slithered on out of her. I couldn't let you die with her, though. That seemed too easy. So I took your voice. I deprived you the ability to communicate with your family, with anyone. Magic is not foolproof, though, and I certainly wasn't as strong then as I am now in the Black Arts. And so you found your voice. Though obviously it came at a great effort and still does. Now our time has come. Events have aligned just as was foretold. Your death will bring an end once and for all to the line of miscreants and villains. The revolution is nearly boiling over, and with it war will come. The land will be soaked in the blood of patriots and traitors, colonists and imperialists. And when the stars align and the light of the moon shines upon the last fallen soldier, we will rise. We will come forth from the other world, and your new world will be ours. Glory be unto us, for ours is the destiny of the world. The world grew dark for Jabez. His struggling became subdued, and his strength diminished greatly. He could not resist. His life was ending. His his final thought was one mixed with fear and regret that he could not stop Thorndyke's intention, nor could he warn his comrades of what was to come. But also, a sense of peace came over him, peace in knowing that he would be spared the horrors that would come from Thorndyke and his ilk. Then he felt his body falling, 
a sensation that comes with death, he thought. Then pain, sudden and dull pain, the, the fog of suffocation lifted as he realized he was breathing. Deep, gasping breaths, he had fallen to the ground, the rope had broken, and he was laying there just feet away from Thorndyke, who looked to be as shocked as Jabez himself was. The two men looked at each other, frozen in surprise, when suddenly a great cry was let out at the edge of the forest. Bursting from the thick trees, galloping toward Thorndyke in a mighty steed, was a great, wild, hide-cover French frontiersman. In his free hand, he wielded a great burning torch and swung it over his head. As he came upon Thorndyke, he swung the torch as if to decapitate the old man, but in a wisp of grey smoke and with an ungodly scream... Thorndyke dispersed into nothingness. The horse slowed and circled back to where Jabez lay in the dirt, and suddenly the world returned to utter normalcy. No mysterious figures decorated the trees, except one. Jabez looked to where he had been hanging, and on the branch, perched like an angel, was Elise. Come down, Elise. It's over. And you, boy, get out of the dirt. Is that the uniform of the Continental Army you wear? Treat it with some respect, then. I, 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 I do, sir, the, the utmost respect, sir. Aye, I'm sure you do. Clemence, the name. You handled yourself well from the bitter saw. Not easy to hang. Not easy at all. You've been hanged? <laughs> More than once, boy. Thank God for your Eliso. Not her first time cutting a man down from an oak, is it, Sherry? Thank you. Thank you both. How? How did we know how to find you? Elise here saw you leaving the pub with Sondike and came to fetch me straight away. How did you know what he was? Elise and I have been hunting and protecting these parts from witches for longer than I can remember. This life is all she's ever known. Needless to say, she knows one when she sees one. And old Thorndyke, well, it's not our first time coming across him. First time him looking like an old man, but not our first time dealing with him at all. There's so much to know, so many questions. Elise, is it? Thank you. Jabez looked into the big, soulful eyes of Elise and felt a connection to her. He saw in those eyes a future, a hope, a fate... He felt his heart rate quicken when she smiled at him. Her skin was fair, her hair long and brown. Oof, and she had the body of a runner, and it showed. She she was hot, okay? Like, like very hot. I know you're just listening to this, but oof, mm, trust me when I say she is not difficult on the eyes at all. Yeah. Are you hurt at all? Elise shook her head no. Are you cold? I'd be happy to lend you my overcoat. Elise again shook her head no. Excuse me? Hmm? Uh, yes? Can you please let her answer? We're kind of having a moment here, and it's a bit difficult to have a conversation when you keep answering for her. Well, Jabez, um, if you'll recall... Please. Uh, Goodness gracious, man. Can you just, 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 
just okay okay i'm sorry my sincerest apologies please by all means continue on sans narration it's not that i don't appreciate what you do it's just not now is not really the right time you know please no explanation needed it's completely fine please continue on thank you of course my lady I sincerely thank you for your help this evening with saving my life and retrieving your father. I know I have no reason to ask anything of you, but still, I'd be remiss if I did not request your company over dinner some evening soon, so I may learn all there is to know about you. Elise? Um, hello? I'm sorry, but but did something happen? Am I on? I have no idea what what she's saying or doing right now. Anyone? Hello? Sorry, monsieur, but she is mute. Mute as a, well... Not sure what a good comparison there is, but yeah, she's totally mute. Hasn't said a word her whole life. Oh, right. I, I actually, I, I actually knew, 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 knew. knew that. Is that what you're trying to spit out, buddy? Because yes, you did know that. It was in the previous episode. Must have forgotten. Hey, it happens, but. Don, if only someone was assigned the role of knowing absolutely everything there is to know about this story, including the girl's muteness and to whom that fact has been revealed. And if only this person was able to handle situations like the one that just arose appropriately. If only someone had been able to give proper direction to you, our freaking lead character, in order to subtly remind you of the mute issue of which you had obviously forgotten. But no, that's clearly not the way this season is going, is it? This season is the season where everyone thinks they know what's best for the current moment, and the narrator is the guy who just sits back and does whatever he's told. Well, not really working out for you guys, is it? Sorry. What? Sorry. Jabez, darling, between the stuttering and the timidity that is a very prominent characteristic of yours, it's sometimes a bit difficult to understand you. So can you please speak up and speak clearly? (laughs) I'm... Sorry. <laughs> I heard you the first time. I just really wanted to rub your nose in it. Now stop being a little bitch and get back to the scene, okay? A mute? Just like I was. Is that so? Kind of odd, I suppose. Her mother was a native of this land. And Indian. A beautiful, lovely woman. Taken too soon. I'm sorry. When did she p- pass? She left this world right after doing the best thing she ever did with her life. Bringing Elise into it. Died in childbirth? My mother also died in childbirth with me. Well, that is a coinkadididink. Yes, it... I'm sorry, was that coinkadididink? Yep. Thought so, just checking. 
Well, yes, it is, Clement. I think that something is happening, something larger than any of us know. There are many such things. This world has many doors, some that should never be opened. Yet there are those who continue to pick their locks. Tell me, where are you going now? We are going nowhere. Salem is our home. Elise and I have been here our whole lives, hunting and fighting the witches. We've done a good job of it, too. But as you say, something is coming. We have known this for some time, but we cannot stop it. Not alone. Not alone. Not anymore. They have to be stopped. I'll fight with you. Fight with us? <laughs> I, I mean not to offend you, my friend. <laughs> but uh, what experience do you have fighting the otherworldly? Or anything, for that matter. Soldier in the Continental Army. <laughs> uh, so, um, so please, uh, regale me with one of your tales of battle. Well, I... Uh, um... uh, that is what I thought. I respect your commitment, dear boy. But this battle is not for you. Thorndike spoke of an evil that will rise and t- take over this land. I-, I will fight them with or without you. Dear boy, I... Hey! Hey, Elise, stop that! Elise, what? Elise yanked at her father's overcoat with great force. With his attention now hers, she waved wildly, pointed her fingers in all different directions, tapping her shoulders and chest in some bizarre but clearly organized pattern. Don't be silly, child. I respect the boy, but this... Uh, no, I, I just think... Uh, oh, fine. What did she tell you? Elise believes you have been brought to us for a reason, that you can help us in your own way. You are a recruiter, yes? Yes. Right then, we need more men to fight these battles, this is true. The two or three of us are not enough to hold them forever. Can you convince the Continental Army to lend their support to the cause? I don't know. The entire army? You are still to recruit men for the cause of liberty, just not against the British. You need to speak to your generals and explain to them that their forces are needed to fight off a much greater evil than those limey bastards. I don't know. I doubt I'd be believed. You have to try, boy. Jabez looked to Elise and saw her lovely face staring at him intently. Silently, she implored him to take on this task and to help save their land. She reached out and took Jabez's hand. The warmth of that gesture turned Jabez's resolve to stone. He looked at Elise and burned her image into his eyes. General Artemis Ward is in Shrewsbury. It's a less than a half day's ride if I don't stop. I'm to report to him next month with three dozen recruits, so he won't be happy to see me early with none. But I'll change his mind. If it's the last thing I do, then I'll stop these creatures from rising up and taking our land. You'll do just fine. I know it. And with that, Jabez walked towards the town and began his journey to Shrewsbury. Early the next afternoon, our hero found himself entering the town of Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. The town of Shrewsbury, named for Shrewsbury, England, is a suburban community with an uneven and hilly terrain cut by a number of minor streams providing several small water power sites 
grants of land were made in what would eventually be the town beginning. And what the hell is this? Did someone just copy and paste this crap from Wikipedia? <laughs> is that what we're doing now? What's that? And Sarah, you have to speak up. You did. You did what? Oh, fuck me. Don't make edits to these scripts behind my back. Don't touch my things at all. No, no, don't touch my things at all. Especially things having to do with this radio podcast. God, do you have any idea how sensitive these guys are? Listen, Auntie, you are not a professional podcaster, so you have no idea how these things work. No one cares about the history or geography of Shrewsbury. It was a town. General Ward was there, so that's what we picked, okay? Don't overthink it. Well, excuse me, clearly you thought a bit of background would help, but you were wrong, weren't you? Weren't you? Yes, you were. Now go back to the kitchen and make another pie like the good old auntie you are and keep that bastard Neville away from it this time. I swear, I swear if he even thinks about it. Let it go, narrator. Oh, let it go. Oh, let it go. It's fine. It's fine. You're fine. The situation is fine. Everything is fine. Anyway, Jabez arrived in Shrewsbury to find the town brimming with the Continental Army, soldiers milling about performing all sorts of tasks in their preparation for battle. The men looked dirty and tired, but hidden just under the surface of each face was an energy unlike anything Jabez had seen. It was the energy of a man who knew his days were numbered, but did not care. These men were prepared to fight and die for their new country, and they were eager to do both. Jabez hoped he could transfer that same desire to his newfound cause. He trotted his horse towards the centre of town, and found himself before the large tent that served as General Artemis Ward's station. Jabez approached carefully, as the general was in the midst of dispersing new orders to his captains and colonels. I want these men ready to move at a moment's notice. We need to start marching within a day of receiving Washington's orders. Excuse me. No one is indispensable, you understand? It is imperative that each and every man is ready to move. I want drills run daily. Keep their spirits high and focused. Sir, excuse me? What is that? Who's there? Speak up, man. Forgive me, sir, but I was hoping to have a moment of your time. A moment? You just had about four. (laughs) Yes, sir, but I was... I have no time for this. Please see this man out. Preparations are needed. Ensign, my quill. I must write to Adams and update him on our battle conditions immediately. I... I... need to speak That's enough, boy. Come now. The general hasn't any time for this foolishness. I... need... to... Yes, yes, yes. We all need something. Come now, this way. 
General, I'm a recruiter, and I need... A recruiter, you say? Hold up there, soldier. Come here, man. You're a recruiter here in Massachusetts? Yes, sir, and elsewhere. Excellent. I was just asking for an update on our numbers. How many men have you recruited this month? Well, actually, sir, I... I, I, Our number, I, boy. Give me your number. See the... Listen here, boy. Clearly, words are not your strong suit. So why don't you just save your efforts and give me the number of men you've recruited to the cause of liberty? Zero. Zero? None? You've recruited no one at all? Well, sir, you see... I see a simpleton. A man who has done nothing for our cause but put a stuttering, imbecilic face to our glorious uniform. No, sir. No. Enough. What's your name, soldier? Jabez Flintwick, sir. Make note, if Jabez Flintwick does not raise an entire division by this time next week, then he will be stripped of his command and sent to the brig. You understand that, Mr. Flintwick? Yes, sir. Good. Now be gone. His spirits low and his task before him nearly insurmountable, Jabez felt awful. Not only had he not even come close to convincing General Ward of the dangerous evil rising, but he had been admonished by the general and his command threatened to be stripped from him. Jabez wondered how he could possibly fight the witches of Salem and prevent their coming evil without his command. He needed a different strategy. He thought of the country he had dedicated himself to serving, the words written on the Declaration of Independence, and the spirit of those men and women who made up these thirteen great colonies, all the pain and suffering they have faced, and the odds against them winning a war against the most powerful military the world had ever known. In the face of such adversity, they never even considered giving up. As the odds stacked against them higher and higher, their resolve to obtaining victory only seemed to grow stronger. Jabez straightened his back, raised his chin, and decided he would not be beaten. By God, he was an American, and he would act like one. With his renewed determination, Jabez set in action a plan so audacious so seemingly unwise, so utterly insane, that no one but the most daring of heroes would believe it would or even could work. What brings you here, soldier? My my name is Jabez Flintwick, soldier and recruiter for the, the, the 3rd Regiment under General... Artemis Ward? Tell me, how many men are imprisoned here? Fourteen. By the authority of the Continental Army, I command you to release these men to my command. Will Jabez's plan to build an entire division by freeing convicts succeed? Will he be able to convince the army to fight off the rising evil of Thorndyke's witches? Will he ever stop stuttering so he can get through an entire scene in less time than it takes for Uncle Neville to eat an apple pie all by himself? Find out next time on Jabez Flintwick, Salem Patriot. Jabez Flintwick's Salem Patriot is brought to you by murder. Hey, 
As far as solutions go, it's not as unthinkable as it once was. Well, dear listener, I hope you enjoyed this second episode of Rudokami's fourth chapter and our ongoing radio theater podcast. Personally, I think the old girl is riding along quite smoothly. The story is rich, the characters colorful, and the dramatic tension is sublimely constructed. In addition to the delightful time I'm having with the narration, I am blessed beyond measure to be enjoying it from the comfort and splendor of Aunt Sarah and Uncle Neville's farm. Apple pie issues aside, (laughs) I truly am enjoying it here. Just what the doctor ordered. Oh, funny. Just what the... How odd I... I, I, I'm sorry, listener. I I just had the strangest sensation. Something something seems to have tickled my mind in some peculiar way. A a memory. Oh, yes. A memory. Distant, but... But there. Hmm. Oh... Sorry, what was I saying? Oh, yes, this this lovely farm. How delightful it is here. The babbling brook, the distant mountains, the livestock. Oh, Sarah and Neville have done an amazing job raising just the most adorable creatures you have ever seen. There's, uh, there's Annabelle the pig who simply adores me. Then there's Francesca the cow, who just yesterday practically begged me to milk her. Oh, I saw it in her eyes. She wanted it. I know she did. And so I submitted to her will and milked away. My, how wonderful her fresh milk tasted. Exquisite. Of course, uh, then there's Harry the cock and Henrietta the hen. Oh, how they bicker, but there's a love there. An old but true love. Oh, and Timothy, Bertha, Lina, Francesca, a different one, and Nicholas the sheep. They they had me laughing so hard the other day I almost beat my pants. <laughs> yes, yes, all the animals here are wonderful. Such a charming and enjoyable addition to the overall magnificence of the farm. Uh, there is, however, a, a donkey not quite sure what his name is, and I'm not terribly eager to find out. He's rather shifty, always keeping to the fence and staring off into the distance. When he's not staring at me, that is, he does. Uncle Neville doesn't believe me, but that donkey has an irregular interest in me. It's creepy. Anywho, I suppose it's time for me to retire for the evening. I only hope I can sleep through the night this time. Oh, just one restful and uninterrupted sleep is all I ask. It's all I ask. is Mr. Thomas Hodgkin, Mr. Andrew Kane, Mr. Andy Werner, and Mr. Ryan Whalen. Jabez Flintwick's Salem Patriot story by Rude Alchemy with Mr. Werner as lead story editor. This episode written by Mr. Hodgkin and edited by Mr. Kane, featuring the voices of Rude Alchemy. Music composed by Mr. Benjamin J. Robb. For a listing of Creative Commons sound effects attributions, visit RudeAlchemy.com slash attributions. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. To support Rude Alchemy and gain access to exclusive bonus content, including blooper reels from every season, visit RudeAlchemy.com slash support. And finally, all right, Brendan, it's fine if it stays in the garage. Just know that you're responsible for feeding it and playing with it. Here, give it some water. It's probably thirsty. 
So, do you have children, or are you just a child at heart? In which case, Saturday Story Circle might be a good place to kickstart your weekend. Because we have the very best of family-friendly audio, which is all rated G for great. Join us on the main Mutual Audio Network feed, or you can find us at the Saturday Story Circle, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>